0: Welcome to the Allured Life Podcast. My name is Katie Christ, and in 2016, I wrote down in a journal that I was going to become unapologetically my best self. And my purpose is to help women do the same, whether that's overcoming body image issues, creating next-level inner confidence, or up-leveling our emotional intelligence and sense of worth. I believe that by investing in and developing who we are, we can exponentially transform the world we live in. My mission is to create power and influence in the hands of women. These are conversations for those ready to rise. This is the Allured Life Podcast. Let's go all in. All right, in today's podcast episode, we're going to be talking about all self-worth. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Allured Life Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Chris Youngdahl. So hopefully the sound quality is good for you guys. Um, My handy dandy mic broke. Uh, the little adapter that just kind of adapted from my computer into the mic just like went kaput one day. Um, and actually, I think it was in in the making. Um, I was listening to, back to a couple of podcast episodes, and I was like, I feel like the sound is off. And I even had Ryan listen to some. And he was like, "You're crazy." I'm like, "No, like I, I feel like I can hear it. I can tell the difference from a couple like a few like months back um, to now." So I apologize that that has been an issue. Um, or it just might be a me thing. Um, but I w- I'm going back to I have my little lapel uh connected to my shirt right now. So hopefully I don't make any sudden movements. Um, and. I'm recording off my phone. So it's a little bit different where on, when I would use my computer, I would have my zoom up. And then when I was looking at it, I was kind of relatively looking at the camera. And now I have my phone vertical. So kind of hot dog, no, hot hamburger, hamburger style? Hamburger style. I could never remember those. I was like, they both are, I don't know. I was like a hot dog is vertical or a hot dog is that way. Like, okay, whatever, <laughs> I digress. Um, so my phone is over there for the camera is on one end, and then I'm looking at myself in the in the camera, like viewing back at me because I'm doing like selfie mode. <laughs> um, I'm like looking at myself, but I'm not looking at the camera. So if you're watching this on YouTube and it's a little wanky, like that's why I'm just, I'm out of practice. Uh, but fun story, this is actually how I did my, the total transformation system, which is um, it used to be a six-month course. Now I condensed it into a, a three-month course. Uh, this is how I recorded that entire program was on my little phone, and I don't even have a fancy like big iPhone. I have uh, so embarrassing. I have an iPhone SE. <laughs> like I legitimately still have a little button. <laughs> All my social media all the stuff that I post, all the videos that I record that's like straight from social media, if it's not on Zoom, it was on an iPhone SE. So if you are wanting to start a business and you're like, well, I don't have the fancy stuff, remember Katie started hers with an iPhone SE. I get made fun of so much. I get made fun of so much (laughs) for my little button. But I, I remember Ryan and I both were just like, we don't wanna get rid of the button. And then anytime someone gives us an iPhone, It just makes me sound like I'm like one of those old people, but whenever anybody hands me an actual iPhone, like a good one, I'm like, I don't know how to use this. Um, so one of these days I will get the non button one, but for now, I love my little SC. It fits in my pocket. It fits in my little purses. and we're good. Um, so what we're going to be talking about today is self worth, self worth. This is something that women, not all women, but some women have come to me and say, I struggle with feeling self-worth and it's not usually right off the bat that they have this conversation with me. It kind of opens up really deeply into our one-on-one sessions. And when I, when I first was coaching a little chicken nugget, Katie, um, I really didn't know what to do to help somebody with low self-worth issues. And even so self-worth issues. I hate, I kind of hate that phrase. Because like you don't have issues. It's just, it's something that I feel like we all we all kind of have this experience of not feeling enough, not feeling valuable or worthy. And really again, when I was thinking about okay, what where was my recognition of where I was struggling with self-worth? And and at first, remember a little chicken nugget, Katie. I didn't know how to handle this. I was like, self-worth. It was just a word that I didn't use. I used a different word. I said I was lacking confidence. And this is where we, we really do set ourselves up for failure. We like fuck with our brains, to be honest. So we, we mess ourselves up and we keep ourselves stuck because we use these phrases, these words, that we make, we associate with the same feeling. You know, when we really do deconstruct these words that we're using to describe us, whether consciously or subconsciously, a lot of these times they're like subconscious beliefs that just kind of make our, make our way through into our brains and just kind of like steer us one way or the other. They sneak, these words sneak through because we actually haven't associated a definition for these words. Like for me, self-worth, value, confidence, self-esteem, Like, all seem like the same thing. They really did. And because these words are, we kind of just associate them, we're we're just so superficial with the rhetoric that we're using. I talk about this, not a lot, but, and I have to remind myself too, it's just like words matter. The way that we talk about ourselves, the rhetoric that we utilize, it matters. Yet, we are very superficial with how we think. How we think is just kind of, we just do it, we do it, we do it, and we do it. And we think a thousand words, thousand thoughts a day, more than that, like infinite amount of thoughts per day. And we don't filter what these thoughts are true for us. So I think the biggest thing is just to understand and start to realize that the words you're using to describe yourself or the words that you're associating with your feelings, you could easily disprove them by just looking at the actual word and, and find a little bit more depth into how you're describing yourself, into how you're associating your beliefs about yourself, find some more depth. And that just comes with like the definition of, if you're sitting there saying, I'm not confident, I'm I'm lacking confidence. I talked about that in last week's podcast, whereas so much of where we're saying I'm lacking confidence, it's not just saying like, I have to fix things, but that's what we tend to do, right? We just look at, oh, I'm lacking, I'm feeling a lack in some place. Okay, where do I feel the lack most? And that's what I need to go fix. And it's really not just, let's go fix this. Well, maybe it is a little bit, as we'll talk about later on in this podcast episode, but it's really just kind of understanding why, why am I feeling a lack in that area? And it's to go deeper than just fixing it. It's to really just get at the root of it. And like, this is why, I love the program Allure is because this is what we're going to be doing in that program is we're really just going to have like open conversations about what is getting at what is getting in the way of you becoming your most valuable self, your worthy self, your confident self, all these things that we say that we struggle with, but then we mask them with like stupid shit like I need to lose the weight to then feel confident. Or I need to have a better routine to do feel more confident. Or as you can tell, confidence was the way that I described myself and what I felt it was lacking. So then let's start to just kind of break down then what value, what worthy, what confidence really is. So I won't go too much into confidence because I went into that last week's podcast, Um, but really just looking at self-worth and value. So I went and looked up the definition of self-worth. And so self-worth was really, here it is. The internal sense of being good enough and worthy of love and belonging from others. So again, self-worth. So if we say we're lacking self-worth, it's like, oh, I have a lack of this internal sense of being good enough and worthy of love and belonging from others. Hello, a quick interruption of the podcast episode. Um, I just wanted to let you know that my new program, Allure, is officially open for enrollment. <laughs> I am so excited to bring you Allure. This is truly the program that like, if you could just break me open and look inside my heart, this is my heart for you. This is the program, oh, I'm just like, I'm just so excited. It's a program that just really focuses on understanding our inner self, understanding, like I said, in the beginning of this podcast, I want to be the most unapologetic version of myself. And not in a way where it's just like, this is me, this is what you get, but in a beautiful way. Allure to me means, it means being magnetic. It means being sexy. It means being confident. And just like someone that walks by you and you're like, she is different. The way that she holds herself is different. And that's this program this program is all about just understanding how, what is getting in the the biggest thing is what is getting in the way of you being your most confident self where are your blocks coming on where are the wounds that are you're been holding on that really have been your triggers that are just kind of holding on to this old way of you being. And then the moment that something triggers this wound, triggers triggers this trauma, this version of you comes out that feels justified, feels righteousness. Like it's, it's, it's like, yeah, no, I am right to say this. But in hindsight, when you look at the, what just actually happened, you're like, oh, I'm just here to say that there is such a better way of being you your most unapologetic self, something that is so squeaky clean, that is so just feels light, feels airy. She's confident. She's sexy. She's magnetic. She knows how to eat and move her body the right way. She knows how to motivate herself. She knows how to elicit her own validation, her own sense of self-worth. There is no needing other people to validate her. She knows how to lead herself. She knows how to communicate her, her words, her thoughts, what's on the inside in a most beautiful way where she doesn't skirt away from hard decisions. She actually confronts them, but she confronts them in a way where she knows herself first. She knows kind of where she's coming from. And then she leads those conversations. She is a leader. She is magnetic. She's someone that you want to be around because she just she makes you feel better. Have you ever been around somebody like that? Well, if you haven't, I want that to be you. I want you to meet your most unapologetic, alluring self. So open enrollment is right now. Um, There'll be a link below. Um, And if you have any questions too, I really want to open up the conversation to send me an email with all your questions. I'd be happy to answer them because this is a new program Um, or let's schedule a time to talk, whatever works best for you. So, all right, that's all from me. Now back to the episode. Okay. So now let's break down the definition. It's looking at the, the two main points of it's being good enough, and then it's and worthy of love and belonging from others. So just looking the f- the first one, I was like, okay, I can, I can cross. Is this true? It's good enough. What is good enough? <laughs> is that quantifiable? And for me, I was looking at that I was like, no, no, because I truly believe in this concept of constant growth and evolution over a lifetime. That's something that my mentor, Melanie Ann Lair taught me. And it actually has to do with um, my one line in human design. (laughs) I'm a geek, I like human design. But the one line in my human design is I'm the investigator. I like to know information. Hence why I'm giving you guys a definition of the word self worth. And I'll give you more definitions. But with this one line, this investigator, it's we can get so sucked into not knowing enough, not feeling good enough. This is where this is our self sabotage side of ourselves. It's because there's always information to know, right? There's always different uh, variations that we can be taking of kind of applying certain topics, certain perspectives, certain paradigms. There's always a deeper level and there's always a deeper level. And it's like, I am always wanting to grow. I always want to be a better version of myself every single day. So good enough. What is... What is that? If, if I was like, I'm, I can always be better, I can always be better, then me measuring my self-worth based off of this sense of being good enough, I will always be lacking. I'll always be one little little moment behind of because I'm not perfect. I'm like, well, there's, there's more good enough that I can be. And so this is just kind of adopting this new paradigm shift of, or this belief of constant growth and evolution. Constant growth, growth and evolution, knowing that I am the best I've ever been right now. The best I've ever been right now. And knowing also too, I am going to constantly be improving and growing and evolving from there because, and so how do I know this, that this is the truth? It's well, if this is the best, it's going to be, am I going to, am I happy right now? If I knew that this is the best it's ever gonna be, what, how would I be excited for the rest of my life? I think the rest of my life would have a lot more lackluster. I think that's the right word. <laughs> there wouldn't be depth in it. There wouldn't be awe and wow. Like life would go away knowing this is the best it's ever get. I am the best version of me. Cause we want that purpose. We want that that drive for purpose, right? It's not just to have a purpose in life, it's a drive for purpose. That actually is what excels people to keep going. That's a, uh, Brendan Burchard actually studied that where for high performing individuals, it wasn't just having a purpose. It was this drive for purpose, this driving force moving forward, this constant growth and evolution. So then this definition of self-worth is the internal sense of being good enough. That good enough scale is always going to be evolving so it's 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 really us understanding we will always want to be better so now how is it that we can sit with ourselves right now and know that who we are being right now is good now that we're not sitting there getting on ourselves saying like why the heck are you being such a piece of crap right now or why do you feel this lack of self-confidence and a thing that helped me a lot was learning this one little thing This one little thing is that 95% of our brain is subconscious. 95 <laughs> 95%, 95% of our brain is, uh, is coded in who we used to be. And we have 5% of our brain focused on us bettering ourselves, us learning new information and integrating that which when you hear that, you're like, oh, oh, that sucks. You mean I only have 5% of my brain to like become my ideal best self and 95% of my brain is like working highly against me? That sucks, no wonder this sucks. And I say this all the time, personal development a lot of times sucks in the process because you become more hyper aware of that 95% of the brain that is old you that's doing things that you that knew you that five percent of awareness of consciousness that you're like we know better, because and 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 this is where you'll know that ninety five percent of your brain is subconscious is haven't you learned something and the next day you completely forget it, you're like I just I learned how to incorporate gratitude in my life and why am I getting so pissed off right now that someone cut me off in traffic. Or why am I getting so annoyed that this person is standing like way too close for me, to me, in this line. <laughs> Been there. Guilty. That like recently happened actually. I was like, why am I getting so upset? But this person was way too close. <laughs> it's because 90, that 95% of your subconscious brain, the biggest part of your brain, that is coded, that was created by old you. Old you. The One a couple of days ago, two years ago, baby, baby, you, 95% of your brain, 95% of your habits. That's why habits, which I started off in my coaching. I talked about habits a lot. It's so hard to break. It's because they're ingrained in us and they just happen. And you're like, I know better than this. What the frick? And so knowing that, okay, you have 5% of your brain at least that you can can control. Therefore, if you can control the 5%, then you can recode and repattern the 95% eventually. As long as we're not just needing instant gratification. As long as you're okay with not needing it now, 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 instead adopting this belief of my constant growth and evolution over a lifetime and knowing and having the faith that you can do it as long as you're persistent enough or focused in on becoming the best version of you. That's half the battle in self-worth and in, in creating this level of confident version of you. It's not just taking a program like a <laughs> and saying, this is going to fix everything and patoo, we're gone. We're good, but it's deepening it and deepening it and deepening it and deepening it. The amount of work that I've done, where I've taken programs again and again and again, and I found more information, more information about myself, more nuances about myself, that's why this work is incredible and also frustrating at the same time. But this is where we're reconditioning that 95% of our subconscious brain to move forward and we're utilizing the 5%. And so again, looking at this, am I being good enough? It's always going to be evolving because you're like, you have that 95% of your brain that's going against you with the 5% it's a little, little, it's like a David and Goliath kind of moment. (laughs) And so it's just having the belief that like good enough is just a, it's subjective, that part of the definition, it's subjective. It's, I get to decide and I get to work on it. And I decide moving forward. That's so much of this work is just introspective introspection to understand where are these emotions coming up and not just kind of letting them pass through without us actually understanding, okay, hey, this is what's happening here. We just let them pass through as the truth instead of actually sitting with them and be like, where did this come from? And where can I recondition this and kind of just switch it? Because all it is is just really just saying, okay, I know this now. This is not the way that I do it. Using that 5% brain, old David over here, throwing the rock at the Goliath, be like, this is not how we do it. This is not how we do it. So again, this is stuff that we'll be diving in deeper into the Allure Life, or <laughs> into Allure. <laughs> I'm so used to saying the Allure Life uh, podcast. Into Allure, we're gonna be diving in so much and just deepening this and deepening this and deepening this of where your self-worth comes from and where these saboteurs Come into play that really do knock you back into that 95% of your subconscious brain and allowing that to just keep running your life. Um, So, now let's look at worthy. So, if the two part of the definition of self worth, obviously worthy is a big thing. So, let's look at what the definition of worthy is. So, worth, so I didn't look at worthy (laughs) because it was just worth basically. So, the definition of worth is the value equivalent to that of someone or something under consideration, the level at which someone or something deserves to be valued. So what pinged me in that definition, because the first part I was like the value equivalent to that of someone or something under consideration. Again, isn't that subjective? The value equivalent to that of someone or something under consideration. And then the level at which someone or something deserves to be valued. So the two parts in those definitions, value came up. And that's where I was like, oh, okay. A little ping came in. Value felt different than looking at like, oh, I I just, I'm struggling with self-worth. Value was like, do you not, do you, are you unvaluable? And that I was like, I feel like, a lot of us can find the untruth in the word value. So when we kind of strip down self-worth and look at worth and look at worth is just what you, d- you prescribe or you put on to consider again, let me <laughs> rephrase the definition. It's the value equivalent to that of someone or something under consideration or the level at which someone or something deserves to be valued. But isn't value subjective? Isn't value subjective? Because there are certain things that I value that you might not value. I highly <laughs> value my dog, Cabbie. She is like she is so valuable to me, so valuable to me. Yet you might be like, I am not a dog person, Katie. Actually, that slobber and that hair is disgusting to me. So I could easily sell her. (laughs) There are certain things that I have. um, There are pieces of jewelry, my engagement ring. It It is valued at a certain price. But to me, I'm like, it is so much more valuable to me because there's emotion tied to it. There's feelings. There's like an association of, Ryan and a memory of him on one knee giving this to me. I have higher value for something, even though one other person will say, okay, this is the value of what this ring is. So value is just subjective, isn't it? And this is, let me give you another example. And this actually, Melanie and Lair talked about this. It gave this example. So she was like, we have different values for different things based off of the context of what that skill or that person is doing it. So she gave the example of cutting an onion. So if I was, I was like, okay, I'm gonna prepare a meal. And all I did was cut an onion. That was like, that was the one thing that I did. What value would you put on that meal? How much would you pay for that meal? How much do you think I should I should earn or get paid for the job that I did in creating that meal. I just cut an onion, and I sautéed the onions. Let's do a little bit extra work. How much? How much do you think I should be paid for that? Zero. Like you didn't. You didn't do anything. Where's Where's the rest of the meal? Okay. All right. Now, let's say I am. Um, I'm in a restaurant and. My job is to cut an onion super fast. And it's like, a, a, I'm a lion chef. It's like, my job is the onion. And then there's another person's job that's doing like flipping the burger. There's another person's job that we're making a burger. Okay, um, <laughs> hence why I started talking about the hamburger style of the phone. So we're gonna make a burger. Burger. One person's job is to flip the, the burger. One person's job is to assemble it. One person's job is to like get the, the lettuce and wash lettuce or one person's job is to do the onion. My job, cut the onion, saute the onion. We're not doing raw onions on this. And we're doing it where we have, like it's a fast paced restaurant. So I'm doing, I have no idea what restaurant would do, but let's say I'm doing 200 orders an hour. (laughs) That might be like ridiculous, I have no idea. Okay, so I'm cutting for 200 sandwiches for 200 people, or if people are having two burgers, who knows, math. So how much should I be paid then? My value increased a little bit. Didn't you, didn't it? Based off of the context of how I'm doing things, based off of the system that I'm doing things for, based off of the purpose that I had. So before the purpose of it was to make a meal, just little old me. And you're like, you didn't do it, Katie. But I'm doing the same thing. I'm cutting an onion, sauteing an onion. Okay, so now let's say I am cutting an onion, sauteing the onion for a Michelin chef. And it is like precision. It is an art where each burger comes out. It's like a $500 burger. How much have be paid that? For every for an hour of work do you see how our values are increased based off of the context of how we're doing things what we're being so when i heard that story and i was thinking of so much women so many women struggle with confidence in themselves and their abilities their own worth their own value in themselves, I was like, okay, well, how then can we increase our self-worth? And just there, it's goes with your purpose in life, your purpose for wherever you you feel like you are not of value. One really simple way is just like, like that person that's like little old me who started off as just, I'm chopping an onion, making a meal. And you're like, you deserve zero dollars for the work that you just did, because you did nothing, you just chopped an onion. Then the purpose changed. Okay, I'm chopping for 200 people per hour. Okay, she like she's giving more value, with those, but it's the same skill. It's the same skill, right? It's the skill of, or it's that I'm doing, not the same skill. It's, I'm doing the same thing. I'm chopping an onion and sauteing an onion. But the purpose changed. The purpose went from I'm just chopping an onion to I'm chopping an onion for 200 people per hour. My value changed with the purpose that I was given, that I, or some people will say I created it for myself or I was given that purpose per getting a job, giving this opportunity, And this is where we struggle with self-worth because again, we're going back into this. We want people to tell us we're worthy of this job. We want someone to say, oh, Kitty, I've been seeing you cut onions inside of your house and not having a hamburger, (laughs) a hamburger. (laughs) So let me, you are amazing. How about here's a job for you. Here is a job. I'm going to validate you. We wait, we wait for that versus saying, no, I'm good enough to be a line chef. I'm good enough to do this for 200 people. We women, women specifically struggle with this so much. There was a statistic, I remember reading, it was in um, Girl Stop Apologizing by Rachel Hollis. There was a statistic that like women will only apply for jobs that they feel 95% or 100% qualified for while men will apply for jobs that they're like 30 I don't know if those are the exact numbers, but the biggest thing you need to focus on is there is a discrepancy, that we will wait until we feel qualified. We'll wait, I will be in this, like let's say I wanted to be a line chef, I will wait until I know I can chop 200 onions in an hour, and then I'll go, a job, I'll go apply for a job as a line chef to do exactly that. Versus a man might just be like, I'm gonna just chop some onions, oh cool, I got like 50, I think I could learn for 200. <laughs> we wait for people to give us validation and that's where we're struggling so much with our self-worth because we want people to tell us that we are valuable versus us creating that purpose versus me being in that being in my own little house chopping little onions saying i my per i want to be a line chef and then me being an line chef be like i'm going to become a michelin sh- michelin onion cutter <laughs> i don't know I don't know what the phrases are. (laughs) I'm going to work for a Michelin chef and I'm going to cut onions for them and it's going to be an art piece. At what point do I decide that I'm worthy of that job? The moment that I get the job? Or isn't it true that it starts before that job happens? Before it, we have a purpose, we have a dream, we have this desire. And that's actually in the definition of, I looked up a little bit more about self-worth and self-worth is, is when you get into psychology. And again, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a sociologist. I'm not anything that ends with this. That's what Brenda Burchard says. <laughs> um, but looking, I, I took a couple of psychology classes <laughs> um, and I do remember learning about self-worth and there's a couple of things that go into self-worth. So one being your ideal self, which is your vision and ambitions of who you want to be. Two is your real self. So your self-image. So how you currently view and perceive yourself. And then three is your self-esteem. So how much worth and value you believe you have. And that's where the third part, remember the self-esteem aspect of kind of building up our self-worth. There's a third part that also gets in the way and it's how much worth and value you believe that you have. (laughs) So again, we go back into looking at like the definition of self-worth, we look at the the definition of our belief about ourselves in terms of self-concept. And in those definitions, it's like self-esteem is your worth and your value. But then when you look at what the definition of worth is, value is also interplayed in that. And that's why this gets confusing. And that's why this like slips through our brains And does it trigger like, hey, is this true or not? Like a a bullshit, bullshit, like something's off right now. You don't actually believe this about yourself because all these words are intermingled and we don't actually sit there and say, okay, what is actually true? What do I actually believe about myself? So if worth, let's, again, I'm going to come back to the definition of worth. So worth definition is the value equivalent to that of someone or something under consideration or the level at which someone or something desires to be valued so let's really then look at the definition of value so definition of value (laughs) relative worth utility or importance so it's just these words are just like we're like what is worth what is value because they're in the definition of each one of them is the word (laughs) that's what's driving me crazy there's one line of me crazy Another definition is a fair return or equivalent in goods, services, or money for something exchanged. (laughs) You're like, so my value as a human being, I don't feel valuable. I don't feel worthy. Can I ask the question, am I a fair return or equivalent in goods, service, or money for something exchanged? (laughs) And so looking at looking at that, just kind of, I thought about this, I thought about this and I was like, maybe it's just looking at the fair return is just your skill level. And again, value is subjective. Value is subjective, but what increases our value is just going back and looking at that example of the person cutting onions in their house, the line chef and the Michelin star chef. Their purpose, their ambition that increased, that changed, and so with that increased their value, your perceived value of what they are perceived they are perceived to be of value. So value is a it's subjective, right? Because I might have been looking at a line chef and saying, "Oh, they're doing two hundred onions that 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 is so valuable, that is amazing work," and you you are used to a Michelin star chef, you're like ah. That's like not that valuable. It's subjective. It's totally subjective. So with that also then, if you can look at those examples, what else is different about each three of those? Is the skill set is has changed. The skill set of just cutting an onion versus the skill set of being able to cut 200 onions per hour. So the, the speed at which you're cutting and the Michelin star chef, the skill set of like fine like it's it's an art to cut onions like that so just looking at that example i was i was breaking it down I'm like okay so then to increase our value in ourselves it really just comes down to our belief of our pur- our purpose and our belief of our capability to get to that purpose and to have that ambition number 1 and number 2 is increasing our skill set so when we're sitting there and we're saying, I, oh, I'm just like, I'm not confident or I'm just not worthy of it. Or you're like, this is a perfect thing. If you're wanting to ask for a raise at your job, you want, you're want you wanting to speak up and be a leader at your job or in your, env- in your community. You're like, I, I don't know if I'm like the one for it. We have those things that are questioning us. Then if you say, okay, I want to, I want to, be more confident. I want to have self-worth. It doesn't have to be complicated. All it has to do is break it down to two things. One, my I need to work on my ambition and my belief in kind of living into that purpose, that that is true, that this ideal self and this real self can become one. And then knowing too, my ideal self will change as well too being okay with that, but the first the first part, don't even get to that other part. <laughs> it's like, get to the one part. The first part is your real self, your ideal self, and having the belief and the knowing that the two will mesh one day. It's that belief, it's, it's that knowing before someone and not needing to, someone to give it to you, this validation. That's number one. And then number two is just, okay, what, what's the skill that I need to know? How do I become more valuable? What's what skill am I lacking? That's really, when we break it down, that's it. Oh, I don't feel confident in this area. Okay. What skill do I need to make? (laughs) What skill do I need to acquire? Okay, cool. And so for, for my experience, skill is easy to acquire. That's where it's like, oh, how do I do this skill? Okay, cool. That's easy. The hardest part is holding the belief, holding the maybe yes, this is possible for me. Because this is where we're getting in the, when, when we're striving to become more confident, more valuable, more, like increasing our self worth, it is in the realm of predictable to stay the same. It is predictable to stay the same year after year after year. Yet we strive, we're like, I wanna be different. And yet we go, Year after year, year after year, we're like this. Ninety-five percent of remember, and doesn't seem like it's changing. <laughs> and so this is when, when we start to walk for our ambition, this is where we go into this realm of like the possibility realm of may. And in this possibility realm, this is where self sabotage totally happens because this is where we open ourselves up for the maybe yes, this is gonna work, and also the maybe no, this isn't gonna work. The maybe yes is holding this belief of like, I like yeah, like I know this is gonna work this is why when we start something we have this maybe yes and then time comes in and when time comes in that's a sign that you're back into this maybe no it's not going to work mindset and you can predict where you're going to go you can predict what your outcome is going to be if you're feeling into the energy of the maybe yes versus the maybe no when you're in the maybe no you feel time you feel negative emotions and experiences You feel frustration and it compounds the possibility field. this, This may be yes, this may be no. It compounds. And so our work is just to be like, how can we start to focus in on the maybe yes the whole time? And when we feel fear that we're not good enough, when we feel frustration that we're not far enough, it's not about that throwing us completely off, but it's about saying, hey, 5% brain, I know this better. I know this fear, this fear is a trigger, this fear is, it's something is telling me, it's good to experience fear, it's telling me I'm off. How do we neutralize it? And then get back into the baby, yes. Focusing there, walking from there. If you're like, I have no idea how to do this, Katie, we're gonna be talking about it in a lore, Cause this is something that's just like, I can't, I cannot do this in a podcast episode. Like I need to be face to face with you to have these conversations of holding this. And I need to be in front of you together. We need to walk shoulder to shoulder on this path. So that when, when fears come up, when frustrations come up, when self-sabotage happens, when we are triggered, when these emotional codes from our past from our childhood come up and act as saboteurs, we know we can have a conversation around it and we can kind of, we can pivot and we can grow from that and we can utilize, again, this 5% of our brain to say, okay, this is what's happening, we're gonna train it. This is what's happening, we're gonna train ourselves. This is what's happening, we're gonna train ourselves. So if you wanna join Allure, I like, it would be like, I would be so blessed, honestly like just even thinking about what I have for this vision, for this program, it takes my breath away. And that's why I end every single podcast is I hope some moment this week takes your breath away and Allure takes my breath away. So if you have more questions about Allure uh, or if you want to just dive right in, there'll be a link below. Um, Reach out if you have any questions. And if you're listening to this past, we start December 6th. If you're listening to it past December 6th, and you're still interested, please still reach out for me. You can either get on the wait list um, for the next round. Um, yeah, that's it. All right, guys, I love you. and I hope some moment this week takes your breath away. Hey there, thank you so much for listening. My goal is to help as many women listening. And if this episode supported you in any way, the very best way to show your appreciation is by simply screenshotting this episode and sharing on your social media or with your friends. Or even better, drop a review on whatever platform you are listening on. Don't forget, if you are looking for any additional support, you can always reach me on Instagram at Katie Christ. See you back here next week.